Uh-huh. And when I get out there, I'm using uh, dial-up and uh, oh. you know, my cell phone and all of that, so it's kind of hard to get in. But I didn't go up this weekend, so I thought I'd, uh, I'd get back to you. And here you are. This is so cool. How have you been? <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, really enjoying the program. You know, it's really interesting because uh, what kind of, uh, you know, sparked some thoughts uh, was uh, here we are, people who love um, old-time radio. Uh-huh. And you talk about political correctness. I think we are... We, the listeners of old time radio are politically correct, as is the sh- as are the shows we listen to. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I- a- and uh, I think if the world was exposed to these shows, if more people were exposed to it, I think they would go along with us. And uh-huh. now, I, I I discuss this from time to time with people, and it just amazes me when somebody will say Roy Rogers or. Who, who's Gene Autry and uh-huh. uh, who's Gildersleeve, you know, uh, when I talk about them. And just imagine those shows drew about 40 million listeners. I mean, that, that would be unheard of in this time. I know. You know, it just be, you know, they, they get all excited when 2 million people are listening to their shows. I asked a mom not long ago, she has three teenage sons. One of them, as a matter of fact, is in West Point, so he's beyond teenage. I said, would you ask them if they know who the Lone Ranger is? And she came back and said, the oldest one thinks he heard it someplace, heard the name someplace before, but the other two have no idea. It's going to be interesting to see how this new Lone Ranger movie is going to take to today's audience. There's a new one again? There will be a new one. They They are filming a new one. And Johnny Depp is going to be Tonto. That's right. I remember hearing that. Oh. Yes. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this version of the Lone Ranger takes off. Johnny Depp is a marvelous actor. Yeah, I like him in those Caribbean movies. Oh, yes. Yeah. He was the, the pirate captain? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's just good. He is a good person. He's a good, good actor. I, uh, do you know who's playing the Lone Ranger? No, no. They just, an, just announced who, who, it's going to be told on Tano's viewpoint. So they're going to oh. probably structure it around Johnny Depp at Tano most of the way. So they haven't announced who's going to play the Lone Ranger yet. An interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I was disappointed when they made that other uh, Lone Ranger film. Well, I don't know what. I, I think it's, I think that's why I think the Lone Ranger disappeared because when they came when they did the Lone Ranger movie in '83, you never saw anything happen to it for the next 28 years. Yeah, and and that was the time when uh, they told the real Lone Ranger uh, to stop wearing the mask. Do you remember that? Yeah, Clayton Moore. Clayton yes. Moore, and, yeah. And you know, he was, I've re- I just read and heard so many great stories about him being such a great guy and, uh, uh, you know, really promoted kids, uh, you know, to uh, proper uh, good living, good habits. And mm-hmm. so One of my favorite stories, you know, he was a health freak and he loves to swim. And one time somebody, a gal wanted to take, she was at a swimming pool at a hotel, and she wanted to get a picture, picture taken with them, and said, hold on. So in his swim trunks, he went and got the Lone Ranger mask and put it on, because he would always be photographed with the mask. 
Isn't that something? Yeah. What a great, I mean, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy those shows. Yeah. Uh, now, for the last several, oh, I don't know, Patricia, uh, you sent me Vic and Sade. Uh-huh. Well, I'm just stuck on those guys. I know you are. You just love them. I, I mean, you know, I, 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 in the past, you know, a few years back, I've heard a show or two, and I really didn't give it my full attention. But then when you get, when you win these prizes and, you know, you get a whole series of them, uh-huh. well, it grows on you, you know. Well, that's what you're promising me will happen if I listen to them. Yeah. I didn't know you didn't have them grow on you yet when you told me I had to listen to them. Oh, they're... I, I, you know something? I almost listened to them exclusively for the last many months. I oh, just kidding. Over and over. I, I must have... How many do you think you sent? Do you, do you know offhand? Because oh I had five CDs and then you sent me the... Uh, There's over 300 out there, I think. Hundreds. I know you have hundreds. Wow. I'm, I just keep going through them. I start, you know. Yeah, it'll keep your ears busy for a while. And, you know, they're really, it's extremely sharp dialogue. And each week or each episode is brand new from the get-go. Mm -hmm. In other words, they don't carry over a theme. Mm -hmm. Now, they may, you know, I mean, they may discuss something that they've talked about in the past. Yeah. Well, it was he did. Paul Reimer wrote on the fly, and he just loved individual stories beside himself. And then a lot of times he was short by three minutes. And Billy Idelson, who played Rush, said you could see Paul run into his studio and type up another three page and just hand it to us when we're going on the air. Wow, isn't that phenomenal? Yeah. yeah. And you know something? If you listen, now there's only in the main, in the earlier ones, there's three characters, uh, the mother, the father, and the son. And then they add the uncle and some of the neighbors. And it really enhances it, you know. I mean, they're all enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But after a while, they, they really sound alike. When I say sound alike, I mean the things they discuss and the way they enunciate or pronounce them. Yeah. Right. Like a real family. Originally... That's very much so, you know. Originally, it was just Vic and Sade. They realized something was missing after 10, 10 shows. And that's when they brought... Uh, they came up to the son of the adopted son that... Uh, of Sade's sister. So they adopted and brought in Rush. So they tried it for 10, for 10 days without anybody... And they realized they needed a third voice. Just didn't happen. Now, the, the uncle came in to temporarily replace someone. Right, because Vic, uh, Vic had extremely heart trouble. And a lot of times he was gone. So they brought the uncle Fletcher in to help give that third voice. Right. Ah, see, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, um, I sent, and I don't know, uh, gosh, hold on. I'll start that sentence all over again. In the original discs that I sent you, there was a four-part interview, including Mrs. Reimer right. and several of the actors. You know, I have that. You do? Okay. And I listened to it once, but uh, i I got to play that again. It's a, I've got to play that again, those interviews. Yeah. It's, it's just, a, it is, I didn't even listen to the show before I listened to the interview, and I thought the interview was terrific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, I kind of forgot about it, and uh, because I just love the show so much, uh -huh. you know. Well, it's it's got some 
interesting goodies in there, and, and you, it's, it's worth a second trip with Now, him. is anybody still around? The, yes. The boy Rush, is he around? Rush is gone, but when Rush went into the service, they came up with another one called Russell. And that's uh, played by David White, who lives in Connecticut, who I've been threatening to call to get on the show. And Leonard Smith, who is um, Stretch of Artemis Brooks, when he was in Chicago, he played one of the characters on the show. And so there are, two, there are two of them who are still with us from that show. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, we're it, it seems like we're at the end of all these players, you know, these uh, actors and actresses. Well, I still think it's remarkable. I still have about 80 people who are actors from the Golden Days who are still with on my in my internal list. Isn't that so? So that who people who I can get a hold of. Isn't that so? I think that's pretty amazing considering uh, you know, looking at. Do, uh, do you communicate like as an example? I really like Shirley Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Shirley and I have been Shirley and I have been on the phone about three times this week. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. So we're 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 working on getting her up to Seattle. So I've been. And you got to tell her Ray Mitchell is a tremendous fan. I will and, do that. Uh, I'm not in my Gildersleeve mode, but she <laughs> just made such a wonderful impact on me. She was such a ham, you oh, know. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I really enjoyed her so much. She's just delightful. Flatmore. Oh gosh, what a. <laughs> You're so. I, I what was that line she always gave to all the men? <laughs> You're so charming, or something. I can't. You're so cute. <laughs> yeah. She's a delight. Yep. Like I say, I'm kind of. Um, <clears throat> I'm kind of uh, stuck with Vic and Sade now. But I did enjoy those uh, two farmers. Who were they? Uh, oh, um, Lum and Abner? Lum and Abner, yeah. I really enjoyed that series, too, and I stayed with them for a while. But Vic and Sade just captured my heart. So They, they are wonderful. I, I really enjoy Lum and Abner. There's so many shows that I enjoy, and I, I, I need to widen my horizons here a little bit. I, you know, I should probably, too, but as a traditionalist, my traditional, <laughs> my uh, involvement with old-time uh, radio uh, gets kind of uh, focused, and, I, you know, I might just stick for something. Well, I've been on Vic and Sade I don't know how long now. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> a very long well, there's time. There's so many, you know. Well, I'm really glad for that because I know how much you really do enjoy them. So that's good. Okay, I have a I have a trivia question for you. Ready? That's not an invitation to leave. That's there are two there are two things though. What? There are two books out on Vic and Sade, which I bet you could find on eBay. Ah, Look let me make a note of that. Yeah, one is actually written by uh, Paul Weimer's widow. Oh, wonderful! And wonderful. there's two of them, and also it's the the, the letters of Paul Weimer's, and there is still a Vic and Sade fan club. Oh, for goodness sake. So, anyway, just want to put that in. Yeah, I'm Go glad ahead, you did. All right, Patricia, fire away. Well, all right. Tell me which subject our Miss Brooks taught. English. Very good. All right. So, <laughs> now we can talk about broadening your horizons. You know, Patricia, this is interesting because you say... You say all the time to everybody, oh, that's easy, and then you tell them, well, it's only easy if you know it. That's right. You know? Really and, uh, and that's right. <laughs> that's true. I didn't realize how <laughs> true it was, you know? Yeah. But uh, I am not a real 
you know, I mean, I listen to old time radio because I enjoy it. And I've got remnants of it as a kid. You know, I listened in the 40s. So, I, I, you know, I mean, there wasn't any TV around. So I was a fan in the 40s, you know, growing up. Uh-huh. But I really embraced it um, with Chuck Shaden, you know, here in the uh, Chicagoland area. Uh-huh. When he started, I think he started in the early 70s. He only, and if I remember correctly, it's fairly recently that he gave up his radio show. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he passed it along. Uh, in fact, I was listening to a little bit of it today uh, when we went out. Uh, where did we go? I was on my way to the golf course, and, and um, uh, Jimmy Durante was on today. <laughs> I caught him. The Schnazola. Oh. And my grandson, who's 15, says, the what? Jimmy Durante, who? who's he? Oh, so, my. <laughs> so I got to educate him. Oh. Um, but, yeah, he uh, he did a great job for so many years. And the guy who replaced him, his, his name just eludes me for a second. Uh, uh, Walden, you could tell me his name real quick. Uh-huh, Steve Darnell. Yeah, Steve. He is... You know, the guy has a uh, wonderful speaking voice, and he has a good grasp on, uh, you know, the radio world or whatever, and, uh, you know, real professional sound, and he was a good replacement for Chuck. Of course, I, I hated to see Chuck go, but uh, did you just mention something? I did catch something that you were talking about with the earlier caller, something about... Chuck Shaden had a new website. He has a brand, had a yes, new he website. has a brand new website up. Was his interviews up on his website? Oh, his interviews? Uh-huh. I bought his book of interviews Correct. Some, some time back. Yeah, he bought the book, but these are the actual audio. Oh, wow, so, yeah. And so people can go up and listen to them. Uh, and I excellent. think you can download so, I got to look for that. I'm yeah. glad that that came up. So check it uh, out. Patricia? Yes? Uh, when I, prior to calling in... I made a note uh, to ask you about the life of Luigi. I have it. Those I would love to have. That that was an old favorite of mine. Life? When it was on the radio and on TV, early TV. So uh, I really enjoyed that program, too. So if you have those, that'd be great. I have Life with Luigi. Yeah. I have? Uh, now... Wasn't one of the actors, the his uh, his uh, his fellow Italian? Uh, he was the voice of um, Gee, what was his name? Walden, can you help me on this one? Uh-huh. Uh huh. His real name was Teddy Bergman, but most people know him as Alan Reed, who was Fred Flintstone. Alan Reed, Fred, yeah. Mm -hmm. His real name was what? Teddy Bergman. Oh, for goodness. And I was how he went by in the thirties, and he changed it to Alan Reed. And, of course, you remember the voice as being Irma's boss. And my friend Irma, he was played Irma's boss on, on radio. Uh, he, played one, uh, he played one of the professors on my, one of my favorite series, The Halls of Ivy. Uh, but great, great actor. Oh, yeah, that's another program I really like is The Halls of Ivy. Yeah, good stuff. I listened to that in, in my office. I always play the, uh, the weekly show. At, I don't know where I capture it from but yeah. there's uh there's a website that has a weekly show of, of uh of that one well in any event listen i enjoy talking to you guys again i'll be listening for the next hour or two 
Well, it's so much fun that you called. I've been thinking about you and hoping all is well. How is your brother doing? Uh, you know, there's progress. It's, um, it's, it's, it's good. It's, um, you know, I mean, so far everything seems good. He talks well. You know, he had a, uh, that brain operation. Thank God it wasn't cancerous or anything like that, but it was the size of a tennis ball they removed from his head. So that was pretty dramatic. Uh, and surprisingly enough, the after effects with radiation uh, did more damage than anything else. Oh, you know? wow. But he's, you know, he's articulate, uh, just, you know, memory lapses here and there. Yeah. But uh, thank God he's coming along. Um, the word progress makes me smile. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Well, once again, it's a joy talking to you guys. Uh, like I say, I'm, I'm a regular listener, so if you don't hear from me too often, you know I'm there with my ear to the radio. Oh, you are so good. Thank you. Okay, Patricia. Good night, Walden. Good night, Ray. Thanks Bye. for calling. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Hooray, the family checking in. 714-545-2071. That's good. Ray's been gone for a little while. Yeah, I'm so glad. And I was thinking, you know, it's... it's it, it's almost spooky when this happens because I've got a list in my head of emails that I have to send to follow up with people, and Ray is on my tomorrow list, so <laughs> I can take him off my tomorrow list. Hello there. You're on the air. Yeah, hi, Walden. Patricia, how are you? Hey, Ralph. How are you? Do we oh, have pretty good sitting up here on the mountain. <clears throat> Do we have a chicken yet? Oh, <laughs> uh, chicken. Oh, chicken. Oh, chicken? I'm... No, I got, I got five acres of weeds. <laughs> no chicken. Would you like some weeds? Like I don't want weeds. You promised me a baby chick would be named Patricia, and I'm just so disappointed. So I'm going to ask every week if we have chicks. Well, the, the closest I can come right now is a frozen chicken. I don't want one of them named after me. No, you don't want one of those. No. No, I mean, I... You know, Ralph, I got an idea. It was the opportunity to be a chick. R Ralph, I got an idea. You should, you should go buy, Patricia, a rubber chicken, the <laughs> one that once that floats in a bathtub, and name that one. Are you talking about... <laughs> Isn't that a rubber duck? Yeah, you well, know, I know. No, Patricia a... wants a chicken. <laughs> Patricia wants a chicken. <laughs> I have to live for an inflatable We're gonna do a chicken. <laughs> An inflatable chicken. Oh my god! I gotta say something about political correctness. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I I come from a place in time where we didn't know what that was. Right. But I, I found great value in it because it gives you more and more chances to have conversations with with no content. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, big fluffy conversations, and you walk away and say, "What did we just talk about?" <laughs> well, that's a that's a good point. So, how are you doing? Oh, everything is good. We're, we're uh, experiencing some real summery kind of weather. Uh, our our uh, springtime just didn't show up for uh, maybe a month and a half. But we're having nice days right now. Oh, that's nice. Most of us are walking around saying we skipped spring and went directly into summer. 
It's been well, really hot. Funny. Yeah, you know, there is a mess all over the place. Yeah. Yesterday... Well, the whole country seems to be uh, having unusual weather. Yesterday, it was 97, and the heat index said it felt like 110. And that's... Oh, well, we haven't hit nothing like that yet. We, we've been bouncing off of the uh, upper 80s. No, that's, that's really more than what we normally have here. Yeah. That's tough. The, the, the trouble, uh, you know, I just don't like the humidity over there. Well. It used to kill me. Okay. I'll keep it. You, you can have it. It's... Yeah, I'll keep it. Please tell about your envelope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, say again. Please tell about your envelope. Oh, yeah, I, I got the envelope over here and uh, all, all of the uh, stamps were intact. Uh, I'm looking for um, I'm looking for something to put in it to send it back to you. I don't want to send it back empty. I I do not want a chicken. No, I I, I don't have a chicken. No chi no chicken in my envelope. No. No, no, I wouldn't do you like that. Nah, you wouldn't do it. Walden would do I, it. I got an idea. I'm gonna send you a nice surprise. Okay, but not an inflatable chicken. Idea. You you outdid yourself on that one, kid. <laughs> the inflatable chicken. We should go in business. Is offering the inflatable chicken. No, you no? could go in business. <laughs> we, I I refuse to participate in in inflatable chickens. Well, Elf, are, are you going to answer a question for me tonight? Well, uh, that's the, that remains to be seen. I sure try. Okay. Well, I put out two questions. Let me see here. This one, this one is worth a DVD, which is a lot of stuff. By the way, did you um, have a chance to peek through and see the collection that you got? Uh, frankly, no. I, uh, we've been very, very busy. Okay. And what? Uh, uh, Weeds. Tony says we've been pulling weeds, and that's, that ain't no lie. Five acres of weeds, so my chicken can be there. Hi, Tony. Hi. She says hello. <laughs> she's she's kind of listening, and she's at her computer. Well, that that is not a criticism. That was a question, because you've answered so many questions, and I sent you a DVD with a whole bunch of samples on it. And Right. I, I know you did, and I, I have it in hand, but I just have not. But that's okay. Listen when you put something that you like on there, then I can send you some CDs. So I was just asking if I get to send any. But I have a question for you. We had two questions out tonight. Did you hear both questions? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, this one is worth a DVD, and that is the equivalent of 71421. Oh, between four and five CDs. So that's a lot of shows. If anybody can tell me what Chief Gates. Chief Gates was in The Great Gildersleeve, what his first name is. And we've talked about this before. Keith Gates. Keith Gates from The Great Gildersleeve. The uh, one with the really deep voice. He was the, the, I guess he was the police chief, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, I do not know. It's a hard one. That's why it's worth a DVD. Okay, do you know in The Great Gildersleeve what Mr. Peavy's first name was? Another good one. I remember TV quite well, but no. Yeah. 
Mr. Peavy? Okay, well, we'll do what was Mr. Peavy's profession? I'm sorry, say again. What was his profession? What did he do for a living? Well, he was a pharmacist. Excellent. A uh, druggist, drugstore. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you. You've done good. Now you have to find another CD for me to send. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, um, we experienced a problem up here with our Internet. Oh, really? What for happened? Like three days. What happened? Oh, who knows? They had a big problem. And uh, I wasn't able to listen to the, uh, the Wi-Fi radio because that comes in over the same channel. Uh, through my router. Oh, brother. So we put on a, um, one of the discs that you sent me. Uh-huh. And I, what was it? Gildersleeve and what else? Fred Allen and Gildersleeve. Yeah, Fred Allen and Gildersleeve. Yeah, but you know, how long do those things play? I think I got 24 hours out of the one that wasn't well, finished yet. You multiply the number of shows that are on there. You can have 70 shows, which would be 35 hours. Wow, that's amazing. To think it fits such a bunch of stuff on such a small disc. I know, I know. So it's going to take you until the rest of your life if you listen to all of the ones on the DVD. Uh, absolutely. But uh, I still... Um, I leave the radio on all night, and I listen until I fall asleep, and quite often I'm up rattling around about 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I continue to listen, You're and a, I always enjoy it. You're a good person. <laughs> Faith well, Faith that's debatable, but I do listen. <laughs> You're good. Are you going to tell a story tonight? I didn't even get to tell any, everybody my theme, and then maybe you've got a story. Are you ready? What is your theme? My theme is school is out all over the place now. Everybody is out of school. When you were in elementary school, what did you want to do during the summertime? And what did you wind up doing? Oh, my God. It was, uh, it was go to the swimming pool. That was my number one thing. Um, where I lived in New York, uh, in, in the borough of Queens, Astoria, Queens, uh -huh. we had a huge swimming pool. And if you went in the morning, it was free until 12 o'clock at noon. Uh-huh. And then they made you go out, and if you wanted to go back in, it was nine cents. <laughs> and we used to go in the morning and... Uh, go out at noon and go right back in. I used to stay there all day. You were waterlogged. Did you? Was that pretty much every day? Oh, uh, every day that I could make it down there. Yeah. How many? And, uh, how many buddies did you go with? I'm sorry. How many buddies did you go with? Oh, uh, primarily one, one, one fellow that I grew up with. But, uh, you know, the whole neighborhood was there. But he was, he was the one you did the wash line with? Yes. What a rascal the two of you were. Well, we tried very hard. <laughs> I'm, 
Ralph, I know there are people listening who did not hear the clotheslines. Would you repeat it? Uh, are you talking about the good humor man? No, not the good humor man. No, the clothesline where you... Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Would you tell about that? Yeah, we, we uh, it was black of night, and we climbed up into this... First of all, we see this lady, and her clothesline ran from her back window all the way out to this tree. And she, she would put a piece of clothing on and pin it on, and then she would push the line out just far enough so she would have room to put another piece on. So we went up in this tree, and she would put a, a piece of clothing on and push it out and turn to get another piece, and we would push it back. <laughs> and it threw her all off. <laughs> she put the piece down, push the line out, <laughs> and we would push it back and she'd come with the next piece of clothing I would <laughs> please bad and it was the same guy that I used to go to the pool with that's funny how many times did you do that oh that was um, maybe twice and she never caught on uh, no apparently <laughs> apparently not <laughs> but uh you know, we didn't we do it. We, we did it, and there was quite a space of time in between the first and the second time. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, uh, no, she couldn't see us, and I, I, we didn't make any noise. I don't think she ever figured it out. I don't know how you guys contained yourself from not laughing loud enough that she could find you. Well, we were snickering, but, it, you know, we didn't laugh out loud. Oh, it was undercover work. You can't make a lot of noise. Oh. But, you know, that that was a, a cute and harmless, really cute thing to do. And we oh, yeah, that was never fun. Never anybody entertaining themselves today with, with something so harmless and so funny and so cute. You know, that was, uh, I don't know, I don't, don't want to tell you how long ago it was. Okay. But it, it comes right up to the front of my mind. I remember it in detail. Well, that that is great fun. Did you ever did you ever play a prank of that nature on Tony? Oh, I did Tony a lot of stuff. What did you do, Tony? Yeah. What did well, you do? I used to work in the commissary of uh, Pan American Airlines. Uh-huh. And uh, one Tony had just planted some strawberries in a, in a half barrel like half a wine barrel uh-huh. and every morning she would get up and she would open the Venetian blinds on the back door and look out to see how these things were doing and they were probably only about two weeks old well we got a shipment of strawberries in from Costa Rica and they were huge they were real monsters. Yeah. So I, I took three or four of them home with me. <laughs> See, I was working on the graveyard shift. I got home about eight in the morning. Uh-huh. And I, I sneaked in the backyard, and I stuck them on toothpicks and, and, and stuck them in the dirt right next to this strawberry plant. <laughs> and I went in the house, and I'm sitting there having coffee, and 
Tony looks out the back window and she sees these huge strawberries. She said, oh my God. I said, what's the matter? She said, my strawberries. So she runs out in her pajamas, right? And she sees, she sees that they're suspended on toothpicks. And you know, she called me a rat. <laughs> she said, you rat. I think, I think you're lucky. on the hunt for the inflatable chicken. Inflatable chicken. I'm lost. That's okay. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it's going to have to float in the shower, Ralph. That's all there is. I don't think you can handle an inflatable chicken in the shower. Yeah. I'm just really disappointed. It was my one chance in my life to be a chick. No, you you didn't miss out there. I was going to be a chick. I got, I got, um, I, I, I've never seen you, but I have a feeling you're a real doll. <laughs> I wanted to be, thank you. I wanted to be a chick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tried, but you wouldn't send me a picture. <laughs> no. You told me you were, you said, I'm a hermit. I'm a hermit. I am. That's what you said. I am a hermit. Not a hermit. Walden will attest to that. Walden, am I a hermit? Uh-huh. She only comes out once a week. <laughs> He's laughing. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you, you say in 
the house all week long and only come out occasionally? No, well, only once a week I go out. You know? Hey, Chris, you know? I'm going to have to come down there to Fort Myers. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you out of there. <laughs> Go to dinner someplace. Going to rescue me? Yes. What was the... Oh, my God. Well, my father-in-law and mother-in-law lived there. <laughs> and we went to this beautiful uh, seafood restaurant. I, I can't remember the name of it. But uh, we were a party of about 12 people. And everybody ordered their dinner, and everybody got their dinner except me. Oh. They they missed me. And finally, uh, after a, a long delay, they brought me my dinner. And when it was time to leave, uh, I was paying the bill. And my father-in-law says, don't worry about it, Ralph. I'll leave the tip. So I said, oh, fine. So I'm walking out the door, and my old son running up. He was about 10 years old. He no. Grandpa left out Penny. Oh. Oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, okay. no I, I did have to wait for my dinner, but it, it was not a mistake. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. I'm right, right at Fort Myers. Oh. They're still talking about you. <laughs> heard this story. They're still talking about you. I bet you. <laughs> oh, I, I was... I was really upset. Well, thank goodness... I would, not, you know, I would never do that. Thank goodness your your son discovered it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was... Um, Ralph, my oldest son, he's, he's out with everything. I was selling a car one time. It was a 58 Pontiac. And I had a leak in the automatic transmission. So I had this thing advertised in the paper, and I used to go out there every day and throw sand underneath the cars. <laughs> so you couldn't see this, the dripping. And the guy comes to look at the car. He's got his daughter with him, and he's, he says, uh, he, says <laughs> he says to my son, he says, How's this car, you know? I says, oh, it's good. He said, my father had a, a flat tire with it. And the, the transmission leaks. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> my, my wife is saying, <laughs> Well, you brought him up to tell the truth. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you kids are. So, anyhow. Listen, I'm going to let you good people go. I really enjoyed talking to you tonight. Well, thank you. We enjoy talking to you, sir. And next week, I do not want an inflatable... <laughs> Please, no inflatable chickens here. So I'm going to send you a hot chicken. Send me what? A hot chicken. A chicken. A hot chicken. Um, a hot chick. Well, hot chick. That'll work. All right. Okay. Uh, you have a good week. Have a good week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. We were talking to Ray, and probably I want to. Some people may or may not know what Vic and Say is all about. Why don't we play about a minute, Patricia? Just get a taste for people who may want to ask for the show from you. 
Sounds cool. Here we go. Vic inside. smile again with radio's home folks, Vic and Sade, written by Paul Reimer. Vic and Sade is brought to you by Procter & Gamble's Crisco, the pure all-vegetable shortening. It's digestible. Well, sir, it's 15 minutes past 10 o'clock in the morning as we approach the small house halfway up in the next block now, and here on the back porch we find Mrs. Victor Goode. Mrs. Gook stepped outside a moment or so ago to shake her mop, and discovering the atmosphere to be bright and fresh and deliciously warm, she decided to take a brief rest from her household duties and enjoy the radiant sunshine. And now she perceives a familiar figure in the alley by the garbage box. Listen. Hello there. Good morning, Sage. Mr. Dino was asleep, Uncle Fletcher. Glorious day. Yes. Run into Ray Fungal there on Kelsey Street just now. <clears throat> Ray tells me he's been in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma the last two weeks. Wasn't it in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, where you and Vic bought that easy chair with the adjustable back? And... What's the matter? Mr. Donahue's asleep next door. Is that a fact? He got in off in the Kansas City freight drag at 6 o'clock this morning, and he's dog-tired. And at 4 o'clock this afternoon, he's taking a light engine to Murrayville on the jack line and then heading back at midnight tonight. Guys, the punishment a railroad engineer has to take. It works out that way sometimes. Hey, sit down, Uncle Fletcher. I believe I will. Isn't it a perfectly wonderful day? Yes, indeed. <laughs> I come out on the porch to shake my mop, and when I got a whiff of the air and felt the breeze, I decided to play hooky and soak myself up some sunshine. That's right, that's right. It's warm, and yet it's cool. <laughs> that sounds crazy, don't it? Yes, yes, it does. It's warm, and yet it's cool. <laughs> very crazy, very crazy. Delicious weather for Mr. Donahue to get some sleep in. Uh-huh. Dandy, fresh breeze blowing and all. Mm. I see he's got his window wide open. Mm. Pretty white curtain fluttering and dancing. Well. Oh, I bet he's just more than snoozing away. Well. Uh-huh. Oh, ish, Uncle Fletcher. Quit acting so bored. From an expression on your face, a person would think you were in pain listening to your niece rattle on. Not at all, Sadie, honey, not at all. <laughs> well, you rattle on a while. Fine. How's Miss Keller? She don't say a great deal, Miss Keller don't. Eats three hearty meals every day and leaves it go at that, I bet. Eats three hearty meals every day and leaves it go at that, yes. No, Miss Keller pretty much keeps her trap shut. I don't comment. Uh. 
Oh, there go some boys along the alley. I hope they don't holler and kick up a lot of noise. How's this? Those boys in the alley there. I hope they go on past without screeching and hollering. Going to talk about Mr. Donahue some more, are they saying? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you getting sick and tired of the subject of Mr. Donahue? <laughs> and there we go. A little bit of Vic and Shade. That was a 15-minute daytime show. From 1932 to 44. Then they came back around uh, 45 to try and make a half-hour version with a studio audience. And it didn't work. People know and love it for the 15-minute whimsical humor that really didn't make sense. And they came up with, uh, you know, interesting names and concepts and jokes. And... People loved it. It was a, a comedy show heard during a daytime soap opera. Ray talks about having to listen to several of them before you can, excuse me, slide into the routine. Right. And I think it's correct. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it's definitely acquired. It's, it, to me, it's like Bob and Ray. I think you have to have a, a study of it to get a feel for Bob and Ray. Even Lum and Abner. Uh-huh. No, you can't, you can't tune in to just one show and get the entire flavor of, of the characters and what they're doing and where they live. It's not like the Bickersons. No, no. You can just hop into the Bickersons. Right. What and, you listen to just makes you laugh. Yeah. Um, and I haven't given away any Bickersons recently, so if anyone out there likes them, got to call in and answer a question, but I've got them to send out. Uh, yeah. Can't refuse that offer. It's a good offer. It's a terrific offer. I'm still choking here. My goodness, I really did a job and a half on myself tonight. Oh. Oh, poor me. (sighs) I don't do that, uh, not that bad very often, (laughs) but that was bad. I aspirated a whole bunch of hot stuff.